This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So if you're traveling these days, it's certainly much less chaotic than it was over the Christmas break or back in the summer. But how complacent should we be? Because it feels like we made that mistake last year. We had all this chaos in the summer travel season, and then things calmed down. And then I guess everybody, or at least all the relevant players, just seemed to you know, pat themselves on the back and say, okay, everything's fixed, we're fine, we're good. And then we got the travel chaos over the Christmas season. And now that's calmed down. And are we doing the same thing again here? Sort of patting ourselves on the back and saying, okay, you know, we dealt with that. We're good. Like, have we actually learned the lessons of these past two bouts of chaos? Or are we due for a few more? We've got spring and spring break approaching, and then after that summer and all the rest. How many more times are we going to have to go through this? There's an interesting piece up uh, the conversation, also in the National Post, sort of exploring this. Has the aviation industry, the commercial aviation industry, learned its lesson from all of this? Like, do we understand what went wrong and how to make sure it doesn't happen again? Well, joining us to talk more about it, very pleased to welcome to the program, the author of this piece, uh, John Gradek, is a faculty lecturer in the aviation management program at McGill University. Uh, John, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank so, you. I mean, how do we go about assessing whether the things have changed for the better, that we have learned our lessons, how would we know? Well, I think that, you know, the easiest way for us to really figure out have we, in fact, got ourselves lined up for a, a summer of chaos or a summer of, you know, of, of success is really looking to see what the airlines have got as an operating plan for the summer. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and it, it is not an easy thing to do, of course. You know, it requires some, some digging around, but my my analysis and my view of what the summer operating plan looks like is that you know we are probably going to be into another situation of chaos for the summer. Um, spring break may not be so bad, um, but summer definitely looks like a plan where um, you know particularly Toronto, Pearson, uh, and maybe even Montreal and Vancouver uh, will be in fact subject to a lot of stress. Well, that's true. And that trickles down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it trickles down. Yeah, and, 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 but it, it, it looks like those airports again will have some some very stressful situations. And you now, hopefully, Mother Nature, you know, in the summer is not as brutal as it can be in, in the winter. But you know, but we do have things that happen in the summer that kind of cause things to go bump in the night and thunderstorms and fog and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, the, 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 and and the question is really how much resiliency, how much how much how much you know flexibility have the airlines built into the operating plan. And it, it concerns me, particularly when you look at, you know, the uh, the Air Canada operation, the Air Transat operation uh, plan for the summer. They're very, very busy. And they're, they, they've wound up their airplanes pretty tight. So what's, what's the reason? Like, what's still the problem here? How did we get all of this chaos in the first place? And, and what are the problems we still have? It's called money. It's called economics. I think the airline industry understands that Canadians want to travel, and they want to travel badly, and they want to travel 
pretty well at any cost. So however you decide to basically create your operating plan for the summer, like, you know, you look at, you look at typically what does the summer peak look like? Summer peak typically starts around mid-June just before everybody breaks for, for, for the school holiday. And it goes through about mid-September. And that's your traditional peak. So if you want to fly outside the peak, you basically have, you know, a, a discount that you can get on the airfares and on hotels and stuff. This year, um, no such thing. You know, the, the peak starts beginning mid-April. And it goes right through the end of October. And there are no deals to be had anywhere in that six-month period. That, you know, the prices are high in the shoulder period that we have. And in the peak, it's even worse. So, you know, the, the, the industry, the hospitality industry is trying to catch up on two years' worth of pain and two years' worth of lost revenues. Uh, and they see this as an opportunity to do that. And uh, they're doing it, you know, with a, you know, through their pricing and through the availability of product by the airlines. Uh, and so we're, we're ending up with a, a perfect storm where hotel prices are, are high, airline prices are high, uh, and, there's, and the planes are going to be full. So that's a recipe as far as I'm concerned to uh, some, some potential chaos for the summer. Yeah, it's interesting. And why aren't higher prices offsetting some of that? It seems in, in you know, the simple view of Economics 101 that if the prices are higher, that's going to temper demand. And if there's less demand, there should be yeah. less, less delay, less, you know, fewer problems. Yeah. Right. You and I basically haven't traveled in two years, Robert. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, people, are want, people want to go to France. People want to go to Italy. People want to go to Greece. People want to be on, a, on a Mediterranean beaches. They want to go and visit, you know, the, the antiquities of Europe and, and the Middle East. Asia, and uh, they've saved up cash. You know, they, they, there is disposable income out there. People saying, "No, I'm gonna. I've held off on my on my annual trip or to my two week trip to to France for two years, or my two week trip to Germany or Italy for two years." Guess what? You know, I've, I've got enough saved to be able to, to cover off the additional expenses associated with, you know, and, and, you know, the increased prices that are being charged this year. And, and, and so, but the question is one: you know, how much? How much sensitivity is there in the marketplace for pricing? It's not unlimited. It's not. It's not reached a breaking point where you can charge anything and people will, will buy it. 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 They. 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 Haven't reached that point yet. But you know, the pendulum will swing back the other way probably by summer of next year. That we'll probably have some love, some sanity come back into the marketplace, and people's wanting to to travel will have lessened. Right. So then, you know, for the for the airlines, and I, I mean, there are obviously areas where we can fault them. I get that some of this is outside of their control, but, you know, when they got to make investment decisions about hiring people, about purchasing airplanes, if if we're going to see some of this demand level off, does that does that hold the airlines back then in, in getting these resource issues addressed? No, I, I think not. I think that, you know, the airlines, they, the airlines understand, you know, I call it the yin and the yang of, of demand. Uh, they, and you know, in the good times, they just they'll rack it up and put the money in the bank, and then they'll go out there and buy assets. Uh, so, but the problem right now with assets with airplanes is that it, you know to get an airplane out of Airbus, you know, or out of Boeing, mm-hmm. twenty twenty eight, wow. maybe even twenty 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 nine, if you're really lucky. So the, the production lines are full. You got to make use of the assets you currently have. And in Air Canada's case, Air Canada's got some, unfortunately, some pretty old airplanes that, you know, are operating on their intercontinental routes, uh, and those airplanes are in need of replacement and replacement soon. And that's the risk that Air Canada has, is that those air, those older airplanes, you know, are going to have a lesser degree of reliability. And, and so that may be a, a, 
a risky operation for them this summer. So how much of this is outside the control of the airlines, and, and how much can they control? Oh, I think, yeah, <laughs> I got a funny feeling. It, it, it can be controlled. Like, you know, the, the, the chaos that we had last summer, and, and, and uh, of course, the chaos that we saw at Christmas, uh, you know, even Sunwing admitted that, you know, they blew it. You know, they basically yeah, ran right. an operating plan with 65 less pilots than they planned for. Uh, so, you know, that perspective of, you know, being very aggressive in terms of how you present yourself in the marketplace, passengers just don't show up at the airport because they feel like showing up and going on a trip. Passengers show up at the airport with their bags and everything else because the airline sold them a seat. And the airlines know we know what the demand was going to be for passengers going through into and out of an airport. And, you know, they're basically taking the, the high road on this one saying, yeah, we got the seats, we got the airplanes, we got the pilots. And if somebody else hasn't got the resources to do it, well, that's not my problem, it's their problem. But, you know, we're going out there gangbusters and we're going to show the airplane up and we're going to charge as much as we possibly can to get those seats and those revenues filled and get some money to be made for the summer. And, that, that to me, you know, is, is really, you know, the, the, the end result of that is that, you know, the customer, the Canadian air traveler traveling on services through the summer is most likely going to get hit once again. Well, this thing, I mean, you know, there's also the, the airports themselves. There's the federal government's role in terms of, you know, customs agents. So there's staffing issues on both those sides. So what about the other players here, the airports, the federal government, you know, the regulations that oversee all of this? How, how relevant is all of that? It's not, it's not really that relevant. I think that, you know, there are pe- people have been basically pointing a finger at whoever they can point it at to kind of, you know, be, you know find a scapegoat in this whole process. Uh, and I think that at a certain point in time, uh, you know, you're running out of players that you can point a finger to. So you can't point a finger to cats anymore. You can't point the finger to CBSA. You can't point the finger at the immigration office anymore because they're doing their bang-up job. Uh, you, there's no more vaccination. There's no more, you know, your right. IPAN app is, is very optional. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think all the impediments that people were trying to find last summer are taken care of. So now we have to basically say, okay, there's only, you know, a couple of things left to be, to be dealt with. And when you're... You know, when you're in the airline and you're driving all of this traffic and all of this volume into the airport, um, you know, that to me is something that, you know, I'm not sure whether regulation is the answer. I don't think so. I don't want more regulation. We've been there, we've been there before. Yeah. And we came out of deregulation in the early 80s. Let's not go back down that road again. But there has to be uh, an alternative plan. And whether that's the industry policing itself, which can be done, which has been done around the world, um, you know, the industry has to basically understand that you cannot put more stuff out there than the, there is capacity to handle it. And un- unfortunately, that, has, that message has not sunk in. How uniquely Canadian is this problem? Are we, are we seeing these issues in other countries? Oh, yeah, you're seeing it. You know, I think that, you know, it's really funny just to watch the, our friends south of the border, you know, and watching how the behavior is happening down there. I think in, in, my, in my piece, I talk a bit about what Putiyek is doing in the U.S., Secretary of Transportation, and, you know, the equivalent to Mr. Algabra, and he's being very aggressive in terms of saying, if you guys don't fix your your schedules to make sure that you are able to fly what you've been proposing to fly, I'll go in there and I'll fix it for you. And, you know, we don't have that, that, that mindset here in Canada. So, you know, and even the airlines themselves, like, you know, Mr. Scott Kruby, the president and CEO of United Airlines, has been saying, 
you know, the airlines have been shooting themselves in the foot because they, they, they put too much capacity out there. So there is a recognition south of the border that, you know, maybe we, maybe we swung the pendulum way too far that we're causing, we're causing this, the system to, to fall apart. Um, and uh, we need to have a, another look at it. So, the, you know, the, the resolution is, is really still outstanding. How do we police it? How do we make sure that whatever's being offered can be flown and flown with a high degree of integrity? Um, that's a good question that we have to answer between now and the summer. All right, we'll see what awaits us in the weeks and months ahead here. John, appreciate your perspective on all this. Thanks so much all for right. joining us here. All right, Rob. Thank you. Have a great day. Take you care. You too. All the best. Uh, John Gradek, Faculty Lecturer, Program Coordinator, uh, Supply Chain Logistics and Operation Management at McGill University. Uh, so his latest uh, for the conversation, it's also up at nationalpost.com, uh, whether we've figured out how to move forward after a couple rounds of chaos. And he says, unfortunately, we should expect some more. Spring might not be so bad, but uh, summer might end up being kind of a repeat of last year. So that's unfortunate, but uh, better to know ahead of time, I suppose.